Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest, the greatest edition of Nick's Nonfiction. You're here with your host, Nick Munez. Today on the show, we have got The Big Book of Pain by Mark Donnelly. Humans, are they good? Are we bad? Are we chaotic neutral? Prince of Pain, Mark Donnelly says, For millennia, mankind has devised ingenious and diabolical means of inflicting pain on fellow human beings. This deplorable but seemingly universal trait has eaten away at mankind's very claim to civilization. Despite how repugnant, we're going to like skip over all of his big points and mostly talk about torture today. Despite how repugnant the practice of torture appears to us today, for at least 3,000 years it's formed most legal codes throughout Europe and the Far East. He should have said penal system, which is what I call my underground gay ring of friends. Sus. A pedophile knows the location to the next Epstein Island. We're supposed to let this guy run free? No. Give me the mallet, give me the Chinese finger trap, and let me at him. It's like, there's a time and a place for torture. Guantanamo Bay? You know, they call waterboarding tactical baptism. <laughs> We're being tortured by the president. <laughs> okay, I can't laugh. That's going to be the new thing. And I'll talk like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I was torturing this guy from PETA. He screamed for dear life. Hello? Is this Among Us? I go harder than Mark Donnelly. He's going, yeah, there's a specific time and a place for torture. I think we should bring back public executions. Yes, sir. Uh, let's get some social order back in here. I'm tired of these whores and their spaghetti straps. Mark also goes hard on, um, yeah, policing strategies. Dog, I got fucking Park Rangers minority reporting me. What we see on your YouTube page is very unacceptable. <laughs> That's the point. Catch me, motherfucker. How do you torture a carpenter? You rip out his nails. We got a great show ahead of us. This is legit an encyclopedia of torture methods. Got a couple of my favorite here. And I do my research. I tried out all these methods on the orphan attached to my radiator. You ever heard of a little thing called the rack? This good old bone-snapping, leg-tearing device. Used it for centuries. You strap up your arms and down your legs. And then slowly crank a lever. Pulling apart cartilage, your ligaments are popping. Muscle is getting overstretched to the point that you can never retract your muscles again. If you don't confess quick, you're going to become the rubber band man. Arkansas State Prison, 1960. A dial-up phone was linked with electrodes to a man's scrotum. They repeatedly shocked him until he said whatever they wanted him to. Fried eggs, anyone? <laughs> Did you hear about the magician who tortured his props? He pulled a hat out of a rabbit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. About the author Mark Donnelly, make sure you're checking out Harry Schwant on Instagram. Very funny memes. It's about drive, it's about power. And also Patreon.com over there. It's about drive. Yeah, great stuff. Okay, Mark Donnelly, the only thing I found on this guy was a Goodreads list. And apparently, he's written 45 books. Huckster, how do you have that much time? You know how that whole chicken soup for the soul thing was big in the 2010s? He set up 
like a whole parody line of this chicken soup for the romantic soul chicken soup for the sport fan soul chicken soup for the working man soul i should do like the five hour work week the six hour work week <laughs> the secret the hidden truth one eye open when i'm sleeping just make fun of good books this is genius i should be the weird al yankovic of reading basically am and um yeah, what is this? We should have, like, chicken soup for the chicken soul. How many chickens died for this? I simultaneously ordered a chicken and an egg from Amazon. I'll let you know. Super, I do the show. My chicken-proof lawn is impeccable. All right, enough clucking around. The Big Book of Pain. He also wrote Eat Thy Neighbor, A History of Cannibalism. This one goes well. I'd like to have him back. History of Cannibalism. That's a cookbook. See you guys after an ad. Chapter 1, The Big Book of Pain. Motives, Methods, and Madness. Mark is starting out defining two types of torture. Number one is a means of eliciting evidence. And number two is a punishment. So the Guantanamo Bay versus the hanging in the streets are we trying to get information are we trying to make an example out of you the further you go back in time and especially the more towards the middle east the more torture is for funsies for punishment an eye for an eye makes the whole world pirates <laughs> listen to this quote about how paranoid modern rulers are in the later case, there is almost always the belief, either sincerely held or merely a cynical ploy to keep the masses in line, that there is some massive conspiracy at work which has been on the destruction of the system, and that it must be stopped before society is overthrown. Mark's starting out with some theories. This is why I want to have him back. I mean, we're still in the 1800s panopticon. I studied criminal justice. Like, you need to watch everybody so you have every tab crossed. The NSA is doing a pretty good job at that. Um, I don't know, man. Like, people like Beto O'Rourke, Ted Cruz, both L's and R's. These people are scared of being ran through the streets. Look at Sri Lanka, bro. Did you see? Everybody was partying in the prime minister's mansion. Oh, it looked like a good time. I wish I was there. <laughs> uh, an eye for an eye makes the whole world pirates. That was too funny. I deserve two laughs. This is the Panopticon, people. We're still Puritans. Long quote from this guy again. This one reminded me of the Freemasons book. It's pretty sick. In 1307, King Philip of France, with the wholehearted support of the Pope, ordered the mass arrest of the Knights Templar on charges of heresy. Did he really believe them to be heretics? Probably not. Did he owe them huge sums of money that he had no intention of repaying? Absolutely. But it would not have looked good if he had been honest about his motives. Instead, Philip had thousands of Templars rounded up, thrown into prison, put to the rack, roped, starved, and beaten to within inches of their lives. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. That's going to be overused today. I like that one. Yeah, dude, uh, the Knights Templars, they got treated like the Freemasons, they're secret societies. You gotta work with the Goves, or they're going to torture you. Seth Rich. <laughs> uh, King Philip the Fourth. that's who this whole story was about. That guy's a gangster of history. I owe you Templars some money? Not anymore. 
and then you throw them off of a cliff in a metal coffin. That's what they did to the stone workers. You're a witch! Deep part of this chapter, he's going, the true motive of torture isn't to discover the truth, man. It's to seek conviction. Uh, my cousin Vinny, the season closer of Seinfeld, all these like court movies, <laughs> you're getting tortured for a crime you might not have done. I think like police are just trying to pad their statistics. That's always what it is. For us who care about truth, man, you have to, I don't know, they call me a convict because I got too much conviction, people. That's right. Truth over jokes. <laughs> Here's a bigger quote. Damn it, I laughed. He's saying, um, this is really going to explain the ideological logical of torture. During the height of the Spanish Inquisition in the 16th century, a Portuguese woman named Maria de lo Cociaro was arrested on charges of heresy and sent to the torture chamber where she was racked. She had a big rack. To avoid having her arms and legs ripped from their sockets, Senora Cociaro immediately confessed, but as soon as she was released from the rack, she refuted her confession. A second turn on the rack brought on an identical response. It was a familiar pattern. Confess anything to make the pain stop, and then recant when released. Genius. <laughs> I'll say anything! Make it stop! That's all torture is. I would say anything if I was being held upside down having wet rags put on my face. I did it! I touched the kid! Seriously, sound clip that. <laughs> um, like, this is why a cops put you in a two-way room with a mirror and steal chains around your wrists. And this is before your lawyer arrived. Innocent until proven get No, no, no. Not here. <laughs> like, you're not in a sound state of mind when you're being tortured, when you're being turned into silly putty on the rack. It's all about the confession. The confession by Jean-Jacques Rousseau. <laughs> Dude, it's all about the they're padding their stats, getting confessions. And then <laughs> Kim Kardashian has to release 13th Amendment people. Have you seen that? She's a lawyer. <laughs> There's a story about John Felton, 1600s in Buckingham. This guy stabbed the king in the back. <laughs> he was sent to jail and questioned because they thought there was a group behind it. It's a society. This guy gives them fake names to make the pain stop. So a bunch of other innocent people get tortured and then give them fake names to make the pain stop. <laughs> it is funny. Quote, in societies where torture was routine, everyone knew that if arrested, they would sooner or later confess. When Baron Skinal was arrested in the mid-16th century in Bohemia on charges of heresy, he was told that if he did not willingly offer up the names of his confederates, he would be racked until he decided to talk. When the guards came to haul Skinal to the torture chamber, they found that he had cut out his own tongue. How you gonna get a confession from Mr. No Tongue? Wild! Would you rather be racked or cut out your tongue? They also did to some of these guys in uh, Gloucester. Where was this goofy British place? Buckingham. They would uh, crush dudes. And they said the last time they did the suffocations was in Salem, Massachusetts. 
I'm sure they still do it in the hills of Afghanistan. Bro, would you rather be slowly pressed into Jamba Juice or cut out your own tongue? They place a board on your back and keep adding weight until your eyeballs pop out of your head. (laughs) Quote, since petty crime is always more prevalent than serious crime, whippings were the most common form of punishment meted out. Uh, Okay, so for the last part of the chapter, he's saying there's a difference between punishment and torture. Like, um, I don't fucking know. I think words do matter. It's all the same shit. It's a spectrum. Quote, in 1424, an Englishman named John Florence was accused of heresy and given the choice of being excommunicated or to submit to an appropriate punishment. A true heretic would undoubtedly have chosen excommunication, but Florence presented himself for discipline. Maybe the stupidest decision in history. (laughs) Yeah, you could torture me. You could have been vibing in Australia with the convicts. Quote, uh, three Sundays in a row, he received 260 lashes and had to kneel at the forefront of every service. <laughs> think. Think, people. Think. That's what church was back then. And while the minister was doing his homily, there was a person getting whipped in the front row. <laughs> Take me back. The good old days. I shamed a woman for her breast size once. She pushed me into traffic. Who's flat now? Chapter 2. Torture in the Middle East. After the final collapse of Rome in the early 5th century, the center of power shifted to Constantinople, leaving Western Europe at the mercy of the Germanic tribes, the Goths, the Vandals. There were only four laws. No desertion on the battlefield, no cowardice in battle, no consorting with the enemy, and then most importantly, no homosexuality. And then you got the Japanese, the ninjas, said that gayness was good because you would fight harder for each other. In the Middle Ages, absolutely none of that. Quote, 410 AD, in the year Alaric, king of the Vandals, that's a sick nickname, sacked Rome. He declared that any Roman who sought sanctuary inside a church was to be spared. A far cry from the treatment of the Christians had received at the hands of the Romans. This guy and his gang of goons sacked all of Rome in 410 AD. Dope. This was nothing compared to the Holy Wars. Yeah, you see the pictures of that. The paintings. An entire field was full of heads on pikes. That's a fun time. What do you call it when you poke your eye out while putting on safety glasses? Irony. It was a lot of unofficial justice at this time, the Middle Ages. The king got his hands on you, he would pour scalding oil onto you. Otherwise, it was dealt with in the town, a lot of stockades. Here's a really cool quote. It was about the unofficial justice, bro. The Thunderdome. Quote, in Britain and Gaul, France, criminal proceedings were settled by trial by combat, where the accused engaged in one-on-one battle with the accuser. (laughs) Or trial by ordeal, where the accused might be forced to plunge their hands into scalding water or grab a bar of red-hot iron. If you won the battle or came away unscathed by the boiling water, you were presumed innocent. (laughs) 
So, like, I'd become a purse burglar. And so when a grandma tries to accuse me of taking her purse, I take her to the Thunderdome. And then I'm innocent because I'm going to make granny's head go into the boiling pot. (laughs) I still like, uh, what's that movie, Escape from L.A.? They have a Thunderdome in the L.A. Coliseum, except it's a basketball court. And you have to run back and forth. It's the dumbest movie. It's a joke. (laughs) Quote. There were no hobos. Just kidding. Quote, there were, of course, other punishments of other crimes. Murder and robbery were routinely punished by throwing the victim from a cliff. Lesser crimes were punished by the imposition of a fine, sometimes as high as confiscation of all of a man's property. (laughs) Decent trade-off. Rather than getting a divorce and your wife takes all the alimony, you kill her and they take your stuff anyway. (laughs) pull it together so it's like 1500 years of nonsense religious law quote for the first time fornication that is to say sex outside of wedlock and adultery both became punishable offenses as did eating meat during prescribed periods of fasting this is new to me like even in my off-beaten alt history course I would have thought that sex stopped when we stopped foraging and we started farming, like Tigris Euphrates, negative 2000. This guy's going up to the Middle Ages, 1500, 500 years ago. People were getting their fuck on. Seriously, the church didn't care. Marriage meant nothing up until 1500. You could have as many fucking gumars as you want. We're so chaste right now. And we don't even get to torture each other. (laughs) bring back the thunderdome yeah dude let's just end it there because after this it's like 1600 you're in the age of enlightenment and we're still going to be torturing people (laughs) chapter three torture in the age of reason 1600s you got dudes studying newtonian physics they're able to quantify hmm prison isn't making people any less violent It's not working. (laughs) So they knew that prison is more of a societal deterrence than it is for rehabilitation. Like once you have the scarlet letter on you, you're done. You cannot come back from that. It's the system of prison is to scare normies. No cap. That's what it is. Go study criminal justice. He says we admit rehabilitation is impossible in every case. So you have to provide an alternative. Like I'm saying, we do need... Australia. We need Epstein Island. That's where we should send all the creeps. (laughs) Who else went there? Jerry Seinfeld went there. Every time I mention uh, Epstein, I'm going to just start dropping names of who went there. I bet you didn't know that. I think Antarctica should probably be the new penal colony. (laughs) You know, this is the age of information. Hmm, yes. Let's go send these guys over the ice wall. (laughs) Quote. 1600s may be an appropriate enough time when referring to the scientific advancements of the period, but in the field of jurisprudence and corporal punishment, things remained pretty much business as usual. Summarizes the entire chapter, and my joke, we're calling it the age of reason. What's reasonable about doing the same thing and getting no different result? Torture. John Cunningham. This was a sick story. King James thought this motherfucker was a witch. (laughs) Quote, 
In an effort to extract details of Cunningham's evil doings, the royal torturers ripped off his fingernails and drove needles into the bleeding flesh of his fingertips. Ah! Ah! Oh no, it started to hurt me. <laughs> Fuck. I thought I only did that in the jungles of Vietnam. Cunningham, he had to admit that, yeah, I'm a witch, I guess, but the beating still continued. Quote, when that failed to elicit a confession, the good doctor was subjected to the boot, a device in which lower legs were so horribly crushed that blood and blown marrow oozed from the edges of their iron shoe. Imagine your toes coming out of the eye sockets of your sneakers. <laughs> Fukushima. We're only on like chapter three. See, this is why we need humor. Are you going to put on the boot? <laughs> Eventually, Cunningham, they strangled him and burnt his body at the stake. <laughs> uh, I guess that's worth being able to fly on a broom. Being a witch? Justice served. Quote, the following year, 1591, another Scottish witch had her fingers locked in a clamp like devices called pillywinkles. There was also this thing called finger screws. Owie. I would put my winky in a pillywinkle. I don't know, man. This stuff is just pure pain. It was hard to read. Here's a good quote to sum up the time. Charles I succeeded his father, James, in 1625, bringing with him new ideas. Some of these, like the king's insistence on ruling without having to consult parliament, dictatorship, were annoyingly out, old out fashion, but his thought on crime and punishment were both enlightened and liberal. Branding was greatly diminished, as were the number of other forms of corporal mutilation. Torturing a prisoner to obtain a confession was outlawed, although it was never legal under the terms of the Magna Carta. They still do it. Uh, this, so this guy is Charles I, such a revolutionary fellow. It'll be undone again in 1648. Yeah, he said in the 50s, anyone convicted of being a theatrical actor could be publicly flogged, and anyone caught attending a play could be fined. <laughs> Freedom of speech. Parliament began the next year. Uh, they beheaded King Charles, set up a new government under Oliver Cromwell. So this Charles guy did the right thing, and he got killed for it. The cops, they want their hitting stick. <laughs> they took away their guns in London, so now they got their batons out and ready. Quote, the process of interrogating a suspect, suspected which was always the same. The accused was asked questions so leading and cleverly worded, can small rocks float, that no matter how they answered it, they appeared guilty. This is called leading the witness. <laughs> Quote, who seduced you into witchcraft? If the answer was no one, it was concluded that he willingly volunteered to join witchcraft. It's uh, the the locker room thing. <laughs> so which guy seduced you in there? No one seduced. Oh, so you were in there looking at dicks on purpose? It's uh, pointing fingers. Who put the cookie in the cookie jar? <laughs> that sucked. We're getting up to the U.S. Finally, in 1783, it was decided that public executions did more to excite a ghoulish populace than it did to eliminate crime. It's a scare tactic. It doesn't help anything. <laughs> Henceforth... 
hangings would no longer be public affairs, and on 7 November 1783, the last man was hanged at the cherished institution, the Tiburn Tree. Doubt it. There's ISIS videos of dudes getting hung. Yo, you ever... <laughs> ISIS videos are filmed in Arizona. The U.S. paid a British intelligence firm to create ISIS videos. That's all very much fact at this point. And I like sounding crazy. Big quote to end the chapter. As late as the mid-18th century, a man convicted of the attempted assassination of Louis XV was condemned to having the offended hand lopped off before molten lead and boiling oil were poured over his bleeding stump. Oof. <laughs> and this was only the prelude to the real sentence. Horses were tied to each of the man's limbs, then whipped in all directions, attempting to dismember the felon. All his joints proved stronger than the horses. The executioner stepped in and loosened the man's arms and leg joints with a knife. I'd rather have the guillotine. What did we learn this chapter? It's okay to be a bad ruler because people will hang the one after you. Chapter 4, Torture in the East. Shortest one of the bunch. Lincoln old and new. <laughs> Whenever weak, fearful people struggle to retain their grip on power, there is an almost unlimited capacity to inflict pain and suffering in the name of the greater good. It's for the greater good. We have to. Until the early years of the 20th century, the Chinese system of judicial punishment was based on the Tang Code of Law. Badass. You had to drink a gallon of Tang if you were caught stealing. What did he say before? Pain and suffering in the greater good? I just want to hear one example of a time that torture really paid off. It seems like a wet dream from a Navy SEAL, you know what I'm saying? And then I, I was punching this Arab, I put his fucking towel head in the toilet and he told me where my squad was they probably pull their fucking suicide vests and go to their virgins i don't know man quote if a nobleman killed a slave or even a free commoner they were subject to no punishment at all yeah so this is again the chinese history it is american psycho pat bateman is allowed to kill hobos <laughs> there was no laws against a nobleman killing a commoner. Fucking insane. You could kill people if you're rich. And then what's that other movie? There's Pat ba The Joker came out. That's about a poor guy who kills rich people on the subway. The Arthur Fleck. You see I'm hitting the mid-twenties archetypes for a man. <laughs> Patrick Bateman or The Joker. And it's about who you're allowed to kill. If you want to get your rocks off, look for a hobo. Yo, people, I'm being gang stalked. I know I'm sounding crazy. I'm looking on my phone right now because I have a recording. You hear this? What stalker asked his victim to call the FBI for him? Are you hearing this? I recorded that this morning. It's been happening for a month. There's a hobo. He's well-dressed. He stands outside my fucking room and says that shit. Yeah, I'm not crazy, but crazy things happen to me. Gang stalking. Like, I think this is the new form of how we torture people. It's all mental. It's all online harassment type of thing. That's how they get these shooters. <laughs> they look for depressed or whatever loners, schizophrenics that they could turn into weapons. MK Ultra never stopped. 
China has been on this for a minute. That's how they get people to go to the Yu-Gi-Oh camp. Have you ever seen the Chinese interrogation chair? <laughs> it looks like a school desk, but it has a cage around it. Insane stuff, modern day. The history of China, quote, for slightly more serious offenses such as petty theft, public drunkenness, or insulting someone of a superior social rank, a good flogging might be imposed, and this was always carried out immediately in the courtroom. You could not even make fun of Jeff Bezos's lazy eye. They would flog you. I love America. <laughs> quote, there was only one punishment for this crime. A hot iron rod was driven through the neck muscles of the victim. They were talking about dog owners because, you know, rich people thought that it was filthy and poor people need the companions of animals because life sucks. <laughs> so if you had a dog in China, they would drive a hot iron rod through your neck and then attach a chain to that rod and then they would walk you around the courtroom or the town. <laughs> Add this to your BDSM repertoire whips and chains these motherfuckers are on leashes through their neck china has this ten code it's fucked up plotting rebellion plotting sedition plotting treason resistance to authority great irreverence lack of respect discord or unrighteous acts any of that could get a hot poker put through your neck the ten code fucking discord server a reddit forum <laughs> a lot of rules out there they would also set people on fire a lot china's on that yo last quote of the chapter all the accounts given above were carried out by legitimate governmental bodies but their far-flung provinces were petty warlords and minor mongols reigned supreme and unconquested his whole point there was like Genghis Khan didn't torture people. They would kill you and take your wife. This is some weird fucked up Ted Bundy MKUltra. <laughs> I, bro, even the most recent two shooters went to a summer camp in New Mexico together. What is happening? Pay attention. I came up with a great science joke. Scientists didn't take it seriously enough. They said it had to be peer-reviewed. Off the Dome, Chapter 5, Second to Last. This one's called Burning, Crushing, Cutting. We're going straight encyclopedic at the end. For classical Roman through most of 18th century, searing a convict's flesh with a hot iron was considered a valid way to ensure miscretins would endure perpetual punishment by ostracizing respectable society they would brand you i'm caught up on this word miscretin that's what i'm going to start calling people who cut me off oh you're playing your phone out loud in public you miscretin you ever see uh inglorious bastards christoph waltz gets a swastika carved into his forehead you go down to argentina i bet a lot of those guys got harry potter scars going i bet in the future it's going to be Pay for your augmented reality face blocker, and anybody with a criminal record won't show up in your reality. You know what I'm saying with this? Yo, I saw another headline. Criminals can now experience 500 years of punishment in two months worth of time. 
Did you hear that, Lois? Man-made horrors beyond my comprehension. That is actually science fiction. They can make you experience 500 years of solitary confinement just jacking into your brain. Oh my god, bro! That's what the park rangers are going to do to me for sleeping in cool places. <laughs> Holy Fukushima. Like, you are just going to be able to pay for these programs that you could inflict your own mini-justice through your AR. I don't know, man. I got to drop out of future mode here. We're talking about history today. This guy talked about burning the brazen bull. We skipped it up to this point. You put a man inside of a statue of a bull. <laughs> this is what we should do to every banker on Wall Street. You put a guy inside of a bull, and then you start putting coals underneath it. And so then the guy was burning alive on the inside of this bull statue, and then steam would come out of the bull's nose when the guy started to scream. Every single broker i want crammed inside that bowl <laughs> occupy this dick quote supposedly saint lawrence the martyr was dispatched this way in year 258 right also in the burning they were talking they would just spit roast people owl vlad the impaler step your game up put people on a hot dog stand <laughs> quote in trial by fire, the accused was required to walk barefoot over anywhere from three to nine red-hot plowshares, picking up golden-hot iron bars, walking three paces at a time, or alternatively, placing their hand inside of a superheated glove of chain mail. <laughs> Whoa. How would you put your hand into that? <laughs> you ever play a Mortal Kombat, I think it was? The lobby of that game, you are in Dante's Inferno. People are getting tortured everywhere. He talked about the boot again a little bit more. Bro, there's marrow oozing out of an iron dome. What do heck? Pass. The rack, he goes on again. The different part here was that you can put it in different directions. So pull somebody's arm directly behind them. You have to be a sadistic fuck to even come up with this stuff. <laughs> what the heck? They had this one German bone pulverizing machine. It was called the Schneiden. As far as we were aware, this uniquely German device, first recorded in 1530, was known as the Kranz. Once in place, the strap could be tightened with a ratchet. If pulled tight enough, the victim's teeth were shattered, his jawbone broken to pieces, the pressure on the skull became so intense it felt as though he would explode. Talk about a headache. <laughs> Leave it to the Germans. I would take the swastika tattoo. <laughs> Chapter 6, Restraint, Water, and Whipping. Some more methods before we go for what it all means, man. Uh, for restraint, I found this thing called the heretic's fork. Ah! It's an iron collar with a bar that holds up your chin. So you're always looking up. Very much like a heretic who knows something the church doesn't. Once they take the fork off of you, your neck muscles were so weak they would collapse. So you can never hold your head up high again. Very symbolic. should do that to influencers 
they also had this has to be the worst torture device that I read about marriage <laughs> he actually did talk about the ball and chain common torture device as well as the bilbo it's a straight bar that they would attach to your ankles so if they left it on for a year you would never be able to run again when they take it off no this is straight evil <laughs> and if you're married long enough you could never hit on women again your ability to run <laughs> quote other variations on this form of torture and humiliation were put into play for military punishments most extreme of which is sometimes referred to as the Spanish donkey. They would, if you deserted, everybody thought you were a pussy, they would treat you like one, and for an entire week, you would have to sit on a rocking horse. Well, they had in the British Navy a little thing called keel hauling. <laughs> If you disobeyed the captain's orders, they would tie you to the bow of a ship. And so every time you hit a wave, it's a slow, cold death. And how much scarier is that than pulling up to a ship and there's a mermaid on the front? Nah, there's a crewmate bound to the bow being keel-hauled. How did, how did I forget about this one the entire show today? Yarg! Walk the plank! That's got to be the best form of death ever. And if that's the way you're going to die, you don't have to take a shower before you walk the plank. You're going to wash up on shore. <laughs> you ever hear of the dating app they have? It's only for pirates. Shiver me tinder. Quote, if one asks why torture continues to exist and is still being practiced by so-called civilized nations... The answer remains much the same as if it was stated in section one of the book. Weak, insecure, paranoid leaders feel safer if they can identify, isolate, and destroy enemy conspiracies. He said the C word, so he's crazy. We can't take him seriously. Bro, rulers are the real paranoid schizophrenics. I don't want to rule over any... I don't give a fuck what other people do. These people who want to oversee every aspect of society, you're the real person who's a megalomaniac, my guy. <laughs> it reminds me of that cliche. Censorship doesn't prove a man wrong. It proves you're scared of what he has to say. All of this, we just read 1,500 years of people calling each other heretics. That's what censorship is. You're scared of what I have to say, bitch. The first step, quote, in convincing an entire country that someone is out to get them is by identifying who that someone is. Heretics must be identified and publicly humiliated. Look at that guy. He thinks the earth is hollow. I learned when I was six everything. <laughs> yeah, you're smarter when you're six and you're learning. <laughs> Most people have never read a book since they were sick. Okay, enough. I'll get off my soapbox. Quote, Professor Milgram discovered at the conclusion of his 63 Yale experiment, and I've heard conflicting things, Milgram has been debunked. We'll give him the quote. Given the right instructions and the current circumstances, almost anyone can be introduced to cooperate and participate in and enjoy the destruction of human beings, even if only vicariously. Hmm, scientific. 
Milgram did this experiment where people would shock each other and they didn't give a hoot. <laughs> yeah, you don't know if it's real. It's like the Stanford prison experiment. They handpicked students that they knew had megalomaniac traits and wanted to act like prison guards. So, yeah, don't trust everything you hear. It's one of the messages today, even from me. But I have no incentive to lie to you. This was a pretty good book. I think we have one more quote here. All it takes for evil to triumph is good men to do nothing. You definitely didn't write that, Mark Donnelly. Yeah, we got the biggest prison population. I don't even give a fork about that. A heretic's fork. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, ending it there. That was Mark Donnelly's The Big Book of Pain. I want to thank you guys for staying tuned. This was definitely an enjoyable addition. Like the poker one got a pretty good reception. I think people like when we go on individual topics because I straight up do not care about the state of the world at this point. <laughs> Yeah, I can't keep up. I mean, this fucking summer alone, Hunter Biden iPhone leaks, Boris Johnson steps down, ex-Japanese prime minister is fucking assassinated, CERN was fired up, maybe that's why shit's hitting the fan again. I already mentioned Sri Lanka today. Fucking Macron, he lost the majority, the farmers are uprising in the Netherlands. Bro, there's a ton of shit going down. We're, I think, just gonna start going deep on individual topics. So anyway, go to the Patreon if you want to hear about some topical things. And next week, what do we got? <laughs> the Outlaw Tales of California. Love it. Heading back to the Wild West. And this was an anthology. I pulled five of the best cowboy stories that you're probably ever going to hear. High-speed Nick's nonfiction, summer sabbaticals. Do not miss it. We'll be back here in seven short days. Harry Schwant on Instagram, patreon.com slash the niche. We got a random soundboard effect. And a big thank you to the listener for being here again. Love you guys. Faux real. This is fucked. This is not right. This is not cool. This is fucking bullshit. What is it? Like 50% of viewers aren't subscribed? It's fu it isn't cool. There's something wrong with it. Subscribe. Like. I'll see you in seven short days with more free information. Take it easy out there. Nick Muniz signing off. Peace.